This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. Captain Bobo and his crew were happy Red Gauntlet was packed with excited passengers eager to enjoy a cruise. Down in the engine room, Chief Engineer Puffy Watt and Boeing Boeing were making small adjustments here and there. They were also delighted to be teaching Emma, the new apprentice, all they knew. In the tea room, Molly and Bob were busy serving day trippers with teas, scones and lemonade. Up on the observation deck, a guide was pointing out Inchgower Castle to a group of tourists. It seemed the castle had played a mysterious part in Bonnie Prince Charlie's escape to France. At the bow, Bleep and the giant fish eater were coiling ropes and making ready for Red Gauntlet's first stop at Dunsay. Billy, the cabin boy, was on the rear deck taking a break sorting out his cricket gear, ready for a match later in the day. As usual, his boots needed cleaning. Up on the bridge, First Officer Sheila was on lookout. Suddenly, she spotted something in the distance. Not sure what that is, Captain. Can you take a look? On the shore, just beyond the big house. Captain Bobo looked through his binoculars and laughed. It was Dufty, the elephant from the island safari park, that they'd helped in a previous adventure. He was waving his trunk as the ship passed. Give a quick toot on the horn, Reuter, shouted Captain Bobo. The captain turned to Sheila. I wonder if Dufty still likes bananas. Perhaps we need to go and see, replied Sheila. What do you think, Salty? asked Captain Bobo. Should we visit next week? Ruff, ruff, barked Salty, his little tail wagging in excitement. As it happened, Red Gauntlet wasn't the only ship heading for Dunsay that day. Thistle, a little ferry boat, was racing to be first. On board the Thistle, the captain, known as Basher, turned to Mike, the sailor, and gave him an order. Full speed ahead, Mike. If we are to continue to carry parcels for the post office, we need to beat Red Gauntlet to the pier. Two minutes later, Mike turned to Basher. Captain, there's no way we can beat Red Gauntlet. She's too fast and already round the marker, boy, heading for the pier. On Red Gauntlet, Sheila couldn't believe what she was seeing. Look starboard, Captain, she called out. The thistle, it's too close to the Bannock Rocks. Captain Bobo scanned the scene in detail. Oh, you're right, Sheila. They're taking a shortcut through the Bannocks. Unbelievable. That captain should know there are dangerous rocks right below the surface. Right up. Sound a warning, Captain Bobo ordered briskly. Reuter pulled on the horn 
to give out one very long warning blast. Captain Bobo also tried the radio. Attention! Come in, Thistle. This is Red Gauntlet. You are heading straight for the Bannock Rocks. Strongly advise you change course immediately. But it was too late. There was a loud bang, followed by a grinding noise. And then the Thistle lurched over to one side and came to a juddering halt. It was on the Bannock Rocks and stuck fast. On board the Thistle, things were not going well. What a flooding in, Captain! Mike called out from the cabin. Ah! wailed Basher. Get the passengers to put on their life jackets. We might have to abandon ship. On seeing the wreck, Captain Bobo snapped into action. Sheila, they need our help. I'll try to move in close. Take two sailors and some ropes up to the bow and be ready to throw them a line. Twenty degrees to starboard and half speed bleep, said Captain Bobo calmly as he checked his charts. Two hundred metres out, the captain reduced the speed to slow and picked up the speaking tube. Now, Puffy, he said, if we are to rescue them and not end up on the rocks ourselves, we must edge forward very, very slowly. Understood, Captain, replied the chief engineer. Puffy Watts slowed the engines right down. Instead of their usual loud throbbing, they began to make a gentle, rhythmic whoosh, whoosh. With the engines barely turning, the two giant paddle wheels delivered just enough power to allow Red Gauntlet to edge forward. Sheila, Reuter and the giant fish eater stood by the bow rail, ready to throw the rescue ropes. Three, two, one... Go! shouted Sheila as the giant fish eater threw a line. On board the ferry, Mike reached out to grab the rope, but it was no good. It fell into the water with a splash, and the giant fish eater quickly pulled it back on board, ready for another try. Reuter, your turn, commanded Sheila. On my mark, three, two, one, go! Again the rope fell short and sploshed into the water. Captain Bobo called down to Sheila. I'm afraid we can't get any closer without hitting the rocks. Hurry, we haven't much time. Just then, Billy, the cabin boy, appeared. Can I help? Thanks, Billy, replied Sheila. We urgently need to get this rope across to the thistle. Mmm, thought Billy. I have an idea, and ran off. A few seconds later, he reappeared with a cricket ball, his bat, and a big ball of string. So, he said, demonstrating, if we tie one end of the string around the cricket ball and the other to the heavy rope, 
then I'll whack it over. It should be easy enough for me to reach the ferry. So that is what they did. Sheila bowled, Billy hit a perfect shot, and the ball, with the string still attached, sailed up into the air and landed with a loud smack right in the middle of the stricken boat. Grabbing the string, Mike and Basher were able to pull the heavy rope on board and then fastened it to a capstan. Captain Bobo called down to the engine room. Puffy, I'm going to try to pull the thistle off the rocks with the next big wave. Stand by for my order. There was a pause as the captain judged the precise moment to give his order. Now, Puffy, now! Pull us down! Sheila immediately took over. Quickly, haul her in before she sinks. Billy, get the scramble nets and pull everyone on board as fast as we can. Safely on board, Basha looked back at his damaged boat. I should never have tried to race Red Gauntlet. The important thing is that you're all safe, Sheila replied sympathetically. Up on the bridge, Captain Bobo set course for Dunsey. Everyone was happy. The crew and passengers of the stricken ferry were saved, and Red Gauntlet was underway once more, ready for the next adventure. This is a Bell Media production, narrated by John Sessions, supported by the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 